Despite the agreement being launched in Darwin back in August, a ceremony had been planned to take place in Central Australia, with its own raft of announcements for the region. One of them being that the remote community of Kintore will be the first community in Central Australia to form a government-supported law and justice group. The remote community, located 530 kilometres west of Alice Springs, will establish a community-driven group which will support greater autonomy for Aboriginal Territorians in that region. Another law and justice group is hoped to be set up in the remote community of Inkunji, otherwise known as Hast Bluff. Member of the Aboriginal Justice Agreement Committee, Phil Brown, says it was an important step for Aboriginal people in reducing incarceration rates and that consultations in the past were significant as well as further discussions down the track. The conversations were quite open, frank and meaningful. It was quite clear the community wanted to see change. This agreement is a turning point in how the Northern Territory Government works alongside and together with Aboriginal organisations and Aboriginal Territorians will work together to improve justice outcomes and the lives of Aboriginal people in the Territory. Voices are now being heard and this agreement is a commitment by the Northern Territory Government to ensure that Aboriginal Territorians that come into contact with the justice system, whether as victims, offenders, witnesses, or families will be treated fairly, respectfully, and without discrimination. It is no surprise that Aboriginal people have consistently made up the large proportion of our prison. I joined the job as a young prison officer back in 1985, based at Darwin Prison. The numbers averaged in that centre was around about 110 to 130. Still, 85% of that prison population were Aboriginal, and that was before the Royal Commission into the Aboriginal Deaths in Custody. Today, there are approximately about 1,100 prisoners held in Darwin Correctional Centre alone. Critics of the agreement say it doesn't go far enough, with advocates still calling for the age of criminal responsibility to be raised from 10 to 14. It is not included within the Aboriginal Justice Agreement, Critics also point to recent changes to bail laws, which the government has said itself will send younger people to prison, going against what the agreement is aiming for. While not specifically saying the age of criminal responsibility should be raised, Mr Brown said at the launch that seeing young people within prison systems needs to stop. Now, I've had some highs in my career in corrections, but I've also experienced some lows. And one of the lows that really still sticks with me today was when I walked into Dondam and I saw a 10-year-old boy in his cell on his own for his own safety due to being kept apart from the older boys. At first sight, I said to myself, I was a young boy once. I grew up around my brothers, other Aboriginal boys. Like him, I have nephews the same age as this boy. I asked why he isn't at home with his family, at school, kicking the footy with his mates, or riding the push bike with other kids around the neighbourhood. And I still get quite emotional about this, seeing that 10-year-old boy, Aboriginal boy, in the cell on his own. 
I ask the question today, what sort of society are we living in with more Aboriginal females coming into custody and children as young as 10 coming into custody? Mr Brown, who is an Aboriginal man and has worked within prisons across the Northern Territory, told stories of the many people he met in correctional facilities during his time working as a correctional officer. He gave a passionate plea to the wider community to have faith in the Aboriginal Justice Agreement. The data and the research and experience of Aboriginal people demonstrates that Aboriginal people are far worse than non-Aboriginal people at every stage of the justice process. The knowledge of help is not there as 78% of Aboriginal people who identified discrimination as an issue not to seek legal advice or help. All these issues and statistics lead to having on a knock-on effect which brings about huge economic costs to the justice system, estimated around about $3.9 billion for Aboriginal incarceration alone. The current situation is grim, but there is hope. With this Aboriginal Justice Agreement, over the course of the seven years, will bring about genuine partnerships that will help the needs of Aboriginal Territorians and bring about a better life and outcomes for all. Now, I go back on my 28 years in corrections, I've seen the fathers come into custody. Then after a few years, I started seeing the sons come into custody. Sometimes, whilst their fathers were in there, and sometimes while their fathers were not. Later on, when I haven't seen the fathers for a while, I asked the sons, where are their fathers? I haven't seen them back in custody or around town. They would tell me that their fathers are home, back in the community, sick. You can't go anywhere. How tragic is this? When the fathers spend most of their younger lives going in and out of the prison system, and when they age, they are back in the community with a medical condition and they can't travel. Now, if I was in corrections for another five years, I would be seeing the grandsons come into custody. I strongly believe that this Aboriginal Justice Agreement will go a long way in preventing intergenerational incarceration. Territory Attorney General Selina Yubo also spoke at the launch. She says that while there are many elements to the agreement, the successful implementation of the plan comes down to appropriate services and giving stronger leadership for those in communities. She outlined that many of the priorities in the Aboriginal Justice Agreement were very pertinent to her as a Nugumbuyu woman. 85% of our prison population identifies as Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander territorials. And unfortunately, we have 80% offending rate, re-offending rate. When I visited our prisons and our work camps in the past, it is no longer a surprise, unfortunately, to our correction staff when I run into a family member in those facilities. And when I do, I'm able to speak language, have a bit of a laugh with my family. However, the reality does hit home. When we're talking about the actual justice agreement and what we can impact for change, and what that change will mean for our future and the effects for positive impact on our families, including my own. Again, it is a weight of responsibility that I carry and I know many here do. 
The people entering our prisons are also our family members. They are our past, our present, and our future wrapped up. So for me, the Aboriginal Justice Agreement is not just a government priority, it is also a personal priority. At the launch, Ms Yubo thanked the work of the Aboriginal Justice Unit under Director Leanne Little, who is an Aranda woman from Amantua, Alice Springs. Ms Yubo said her work was vital to creating the reform framework. Ms Yubo says there was still much more needed to be done, though, especially outside the scope of crime within Central Australia. The largest decrease in Aboriginal students completing the Year 12 certificate was in the Central Australian region. The number of Aboriginal Territorians engaged in vocation, education and training and commencing traineeships and apprenticeships also decreased. This region saw the largest increase in the number of Aboriginal Territorians accessing homelessness services. Many of these issues will only shift with a genuine and embedded shift of power from our government and for future governments. And that shift of power must go across and be locally made by our Aboriginal communities and families. And that's the lesson we've seen from around the globe. So why repeat the mistakes of the history? Our focus as a Labor government is on local decision making. We are progressing local decision making agreements right across the Northern Territory. And our focus is here in Central Australia in the Barclay region. Our agreement in partnership with Lura Timber, continuing one agreement also with Tungajin Council and engaging with communities throughout the Central and Barclay regions about how better to empower our Aboriginal Territorians and our families.